Welcome to High Gluttony. I'm Becca. And I'm Gretchen. And we are back. We are talking about terpenes for our second Canna Quest. We've officially titled this one, The Return of the Terpenes. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely, it, it was sort of a end thought on the end of the, basically a food quest the last time. So we are back to really dive into where it's at, where it comes from on the plant, how it relates to cannabinoids in a small way because we're going to try and do a more deep dive on cannabinoids in our next cannabis i think we decided that was the official topic i think so we both felt a little curious still about what a cannabinoid is and the role it plays and so we both want to do some more research about that so that will probably be next and uh then then we discuss uh trichomes and why they're important Gretchen does a great um, drawing to try to illustrate it for me because I had a hard time understanding what their role was. And so that'll be a fun part when you get there in the episode. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Right. We're going to that. <laughs> I want to check that picture out. But yeah, so I had to do some illustration. Thank goodness I have a whiteboard. And we also discussed my art skills at the same time. <laughs> anyway, you can find out about that later. It's uh, an illuminating conversation for lots of reasons. <laughs> then we, we go over the most common types of terpenes, why they're important, and um, what else? What else? What else? We, we talk a lot about where they're found and kind of some of the common scents or uh, feelings that you'd get from other plants that have similar terpenes. So that was kind of fun to learn all that. Yep. And then we did a really nice uh, terpene and cannabis smell. Well, mostly smelling. We were mostly smelling. Uh, I was going to say taste too, but I we didn't really taste the cannabis. <laughs> we didn't taste the cannabis. I did. Time. I was tasting some other things on the side to just see if I could enhance the smell that way. But um, okay, okay. But yeah. We mostly just found things that we had at home that were common aspects of terpenes, things like herbs or spices or fruits and citrus. And then, yeah, just tried to explore through smell how they compared and contrasted and what we found in various different strains of cannabis that Gretchen and I both had at home. So, you know, if you want to do the same experiment, all you need is wine glass. And yes, you're going to put the cannabis in the wine glass. It's fun. It was my first time. That's the first time I've actually done that. I've only seen other people do it. So, Well, Gretchen said the experts do it that way. And we said, well, we're basically experts. <laughs> I couldn't even finish that. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> oh, we don't, not even. <laughs> not at all. We just got um, a little bit at the same time. So you know, very informational yeah. episode. I think we did a good job uh, really following it up and, and giving you more more information about the mighty terpene and what it, what it can contribute to your life. Yeah, exactly. We learned a lot. We hope you learn a lot. As always, we're sharing all of the um, articles that we referenced and all the information that you need on our website, highgluttony.com. We've got our Instagram and YouTube and Facebook all at High Gluttony. So check those out for some more information about all of these episodes yeah <laughs> yeah 
have fun, have fun. Let us know what you think. Let us know. I think Gretchen says in the episode too, like, please share articles with us if they are informational or if we've gotten anything wrong, please let us know. We want to keep learning. So we appreciate that. All righty. Enjoy the show. Have fun. So I got my, I don't, I'm not even like looking at the recipe right now. Uh, yeah, I don't think you have to. <laughs> I'm kind of free freewheeling over here. Great. You'll slice a little lemon because I was meant to slice up some lemon for my lemonine example. Since we're talking about terpenes. We are talking about terpenes again. For, well, for real this time. Because like we sort of talked about it before. but Yeah, we didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know how I said I wasn't finding the info I wanted um, mm. the last time. Did you end up finding it? I went down a deep rabbit hole last night. I did. Where'd you find it? Oh, all over the place. Although I did like that that one website you found, Hytiva or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. The guy that's doing the videos is a little dry, but the videos themselves are very uh, informational. Although I think it's funny because they literally wrote out everything they say in the video. <laughs> Sometimes I appreciate that. Shit. I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, IT. But it was really nice because like that I could, you know, steal what I wanted to steal to make sure I talked about. Copy totally. And, and paste. So. Right. Right. I, Cause I, so I had started with the, the books I have that are about weed. Uh, mm-hmm. I was pretty excited because I did end up being able to find a lot of information. And I was reading this other, I'll tell you the website in a second, other website where it was very technical. And I was like, hmm, this is probably too much detail. And also I don't necessarily understand everything I'm reading. So this is more than I actually need. I was just going to say, yeah, I don't, I barely understand what I'm going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) We're all here learning from barely understanding things to hopefully moving into deeper understandings. Yeah. Right now I'm trying to get my drink mixed up here. I don't know why it's, oh, well, I do know why it's taking me so long. I was like, why is it taking me so long to put this together? Because you stopped and put together a photo shoot in the middle of making your cocktail. (laughs) That's equally important, though. Mm-hmm. Very important. Although I was looking at a bunch of different things. Ooh, chai hot toddy. <laughs> Ooh, fun. I like this idea. I mean, it's just basically you make tea and add brandy and add ch- chai spices to it and then add heavy cream, which I, I'm i a fan. I approve. Sounds like a delicious nightcap. Yeah. Maybe I'll try that later. Anyway. Oh, right. Stuff to talk about for this. Welcome <laughs> Request everybody. <laughs> we are back with our second Canna Quest, but I guess first official Canna Quest since the last one was a little more food questy than Canna Questy. <laughs> so this time we, we really dug in. Uh, we did our research in advance. Uh, <laughs> turns out that's very helpful. <laughs> so if I hadn't made duck the day before, that also helps so that I don't do deep dives on potatoes and souffle and whatnot. But. That's true. But we're both drinking hot toddies because 
of well it's kind of it's getting cold out and it's kind of a fun winter warming drink and I like the lemon aspect of it because lemon is something that is probably going to come up a couple of times today a lot a lot yeah gonna come up a lot (laughs) right and this might be because lemonine which is a terpene which is what we were talking about today is the most common terpene out there I think was what one of the things said so that's why oh I we have different information then why what did what did you what did you find about lemonine I found that myrcene and pinene are the most common okay maybe I'm getting my my info cross I think lemonine is probably well we'll get into this but I think lemonine is probably one that has the most anxiety and stress relief benefits. So it is probably the one we're seeing most often because those are the strains that we're kind of gravitating towards, I imagine. Yeah, all all three of the ones I selected have lemonine in them. So Well, yeah, so we're going to go through we're going to we're ter- is this return to terpenes? Is that what we decided? Return of the terpenes. Return of the terpenes. So we're going to talk through Um, Gretchen's going to kick it off and talk a little bit about some of um, the whole plant aspects and where terpenes fit into that. I'm going to talk through the types of terpenes. We're going to discuss where they're found. And then we're going to play a fun little game of kind of comparing what herbs, spices, fruits, et cetera, that we have to the strains of cannabis that Gretchen and I both have at home with us right now. Yeah. So we have kind of our own mad Gretchenist experiments going on over here. We'll be using wine glasses to smell our cannabis today. Because if one if there's one thing that we know about wine glasses and being that both Becca and I have worked in the wine industry, I would assume we both know this. Wine glasses are designed very specifically, but they are also designed to push aromas up, you know. So a fairly well, at least widely seen on my Instagram feed for all the people who are like the weed connoisseur type people that I get to follow. But they're always putting their weed into wine glasses and then smelling it. So there you go. We're going to do that. So really quickly, last time overall, I think one of the key takeaways that we had is that terpenes are responsible for fragrance, flavor, and feeling in cannabis. And so with that in mind, Gretchen, do you want to kick us off with a little bit of a whole plant overview? Plant overview? Wait, have you, are you sufficiently, have you smoked enough? I think I need to smoke real quick. I should probably smoke a little bit more so that I can be a little less coherent. (laughs) You guys love when we just meander and stay and get off topic. And (laughs) we do come about though, because we tend to get, we go for a while on like some meanders. So I, I will try today as part of like talking about the whole plant aspect and why the terpenes are important and that's because they react with the cannabinoids and I will try not to get too much into connect the cannabinoids and I'll, I will try to say the word properly I may not be able to sounds like it might be a problem uh, <laughs> well let's kick this off I'm so today I am smoking uh, for our part of our cannabis since we're gonna get high and I am smoking some chem dog that I was given by a friend who wants me to turn it into weed butter. So that's what I will be doing with 
the majority of it, but it's it's very nice. I like it. I think I smoked it the other day and was like, ooh, this is a really nice, it, it's kind of along the lines of my pineapple haze where it's kind of a nice upper and doesn't seem to throw me off too much, but we'll find out when we listen to this episode again. <laughs> and I'm smoking a combination of gelato and black cherry punch so sometimes I like to make my own little hybrids and this is definitely one of those situations so we're going to talk a little bit more about these strains and then I have a couple more Gretchen are you going to stay focused on chem dog the whole time or uh no because I brought out some of my jelly bean and my blueberry my homegrown stuff to compare because I saw that you had a couple of strains. So I wanted to have a, a, at least a couple of strains. And I felt like I only did one that grow. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off with talking about the terpene as part of the cannabis plant. So your, your two main components that are part of what makes marijuana effective so, you know, for a long time, people were breeding it mostly for the THC, which was always kind of regarded as the effective part of marijuana. But now they're coming to know, at some point, we'll get into a lot of the history and, and some of that stuff. But I, we do want to make sure we talk about that as well. But uh, focusing, sorry, whoop, whoop, whoop. try and make myself focus here before I start meandering off the path here. I think it's exciting to talk about terpenes this way because we have been talking about a lot of food things so far. And so it's cool for me to see the comparison between this and any other herb or any other plant. And so I think it makes a lot of sense to start our approach through this terpene trail. Sorry, I just wanted to write something down because I don't want to talk about it now, but I want to make sure I talk about it. Although I had two ideas while you were talking there and I forgot one of them. So I'm glad I wrote one of them down. <laughs> write it down. Write it down. So cannabinoids will do, I think will probably need to be our next quest because they're such an important part of the whole plant. Becca, as we mentioned in our first, uh, well, the food quest, quest, uh, <laughs> where we mentioned terpenes. That actually introduced me to the idea that the terpenes were part, an integral part of the, the high and like an integral part of the plant just because of like, uh, I'm having a hard time explaining right now. Anyway, so in our research, realizing that the cannabinoids and the terpen, the terpenoids, I believe they're, I don't know at what point they become terpenes. I have to look that up. But that those have a much higher interaction than anybody really realized. I guess like they've been doing some research in this area since like around 2000. And I think one of the studies I was looking at was from 2006, where they kind of were starting to get the idea that A, that THC was not the only effective part of marijuana. And that like even the CBD and the CBG. I think I saw something about a CBN that I'm going to have to look through my notes for. But again, I'm going to try not to go down too far down the 
quite the hole because it it I started to go down that hole and then I was like, oh no, we're we're not talking about those because the terpenes and uh, themselves are fascinating. So I mean, I I like keep thinking of things that I want to talk about. So it's like, can I say this one thing real quick that I came across that said terpenes can help us understand why some people with medical conditions seem to benefit more from one strain over another with similar THC levels. So that really speaks to what Gretchen is saying about how how integral the terpenes are to the medicinal side of cannabis and how even though they've been doing studies since 2006, it feels like they're really at a place now to break down the differences and the impacts. And so it's pretty exciting to be at a time where we're at now, where this information is a little bit more available. Oh, that hopefully there's even more research being done. I mean, I unfortunately I didn't get all the way through that article because it was pretty heavy. <laughs> There's a lot of information and a lot that I was not able to process. I don't have the right brain cells. <laughs> at some point, I will learn some of these terms a little bit more. So that part of it is just having a basic understanding of the term cells because I'm like, okay, I kind of get this all goes together, but all those words together don't make sense yet. So yeah, we are both learning a lot as we go and we hope this is helpful to you. So because it's been helpful to us. Right, right. So the, the, the essential part of the plant that has at least the highest concentration of the uh, cannabinoids and the, the terpenoids are the trichomes. That's where they're produced. So that's why when you grow your own, there's sort of a specific stage you want to get to. And depending on what you're looking for, see, now I'm like, how far down that route do I want to go? Because like we could do an entire episode about, anyway, I'll I'll go over it briefly and someday we'll go over growing. So much to talk about. So much. There's so many things. Then I came across like articles. Oh, I also came across a site where I could buy seeds and they had chili. (gasps) Yay. Hey. I got very excited. And then I was like, I was like, no, research, not buying seeds right now. Right, right. Although we should say really quickly, most of these sources come from leafly.com, hytiva.com, thehigherpath.com, or hightimes.com. And we'll link to our specific article references when we put up this information on the website. Yeah, yeah. And someday we'll be fancy and learn to put them in the show notes, but... That's not where we are right now. So you're going to have to do a little help. You're lucky we did some research before we started this one. Because last time we didn't even do that. So, (sighs) okay. All right. Let's reel it in. Get back to uh, trichomes and what they are. So they're the the, the sparkling jewel of the plant, I think. Because like you're doing it right. Hot plants are very pretty, by the way. And I did just pick up a new book. I have to put it up there, even though I think it's it's kind of a, just a fancy book more than an informational book. But um, the person was growing it. They were a pot smoker, but they were like so cool, like because you could you know grow all these different types. So it's it's definitely coming at it from like a more of a is that horticultural sort of standpoint than like a consumer standpoint. So it's it's an interesting it's an interesting book. But they're beautiful because like. As the flowers become more mature, the trichomes start clear and then get kind of a milky color. And then if you let the longer you let them 
ripen, develop. They turn more brown. They start to go towards a brown. And, you know, the longer you leave it on the plant, the more brown it gets. So I've seen a few different things about like what it means to take it that far. I have heard now this is another thing like why we have to do a whole episode on growing is like, am I remembering this information correctly? Or am I remembering intercrossed information? That's always something that happens to me. Is that the if you can harvest more in the white zone, you get a little bit more uplifting high versus if you get more towards the, the darker colors, it makes it more of a sedative high. But I think it's also the strain, strain dependent. So anyway, don't want to get into that now. We'll have to get, get into that later. But you look like- That's very to- interesting. That Well, it makes me think about olives. And is this right that olives- the difference in olive color has to do with when they're picked. Yeah. Yeah. You're so, right. <laughs> okay. Right. Thank you. Um, not shape or other factors, but the color is mostly just dependent on at this stage of when they're picked. So it sounds like it's the same with this because the longer you wait, it's almost with anything. Green to brown is a typical aging process. Very true. So... The longer you wait, the browner the trichomes become. Yeah. Okay. Now, as I said, the other thing that we're have, we'll have to revisit in a later episode about growing, or even maybe we'll just do a full, like one episode about harvesting. Who knows? Because I want to talk about storage. We might have to do a whole episode on ways to store. And well, so who I, knows? that's a good segue because... As far as like being able to preserve your terpenes, light and heat are your enemies as far as preservation of those factors goes. So what you'd really like, I do, uh, not that Becca needs to see this, but this is how I typically store mine. I have these nice big jars. They're flip top glass jars. And that's probably what, three quarts or something? Maybe a gallon. A gallon. It, it's either three quarts or a gallon. Yeah. Okay. Nope, does not say. It has a one on the bottom. So I'm going to say that if that means anything, that means. <laughs> well, let's go with a gallon. You store those in a dark place. I typically keep them in my closet. Yes. <laughs> Although right now they're, they're in my parents' bedroom. So um, that's on the, the <laughs> north side of the house. So it doesn't really get a lot of actual like direct light exposure. Um, so it's typically darker back there and cooler. I haven't moved anything around. Yeah. I mean, like anyway, so yeah, I just wanted to say, so, it, so I do actually do have a big, not clear jar. So that would even be better as I do have one of the, something like this that is green. And I would assume maybe even a metal canister with a flip top lid. I like the flip top lid because I, I recently started buying smaller flip top jars for my weed because I'm tired of taking the lid off and having the name of the weed written on the lid and then not putting the lid back on. So for me, it's it's a lot easier to have a lid that's attached. Fair. That's fair. And the, these jars, I pretty much only use for weed. I don't think I've ever kept anything else other than weed in those. But. Okay. So I still don't totally understand how terpenes and cannabinoids and trichomes connect. Okay. So trichomes are 
Are you a visual person or should I try and explain it? I might have to draw it to be able to show you what I'm what my brain. You could try to explain it. So, well, yeah, I guess I'm going to have to explain it. I just We could also draw it and take a picture. And a, a picture of how this actually functions. So, your trichromes are these little tiny glands that grow all over the buds of marijuana, of the female plant. Okay? Cuz Okay. The male plants do a totally different thing. Let's not even wander down that road. All right. So a trichome, they're very, 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 very tiny. So when I look at them, I actually use, um, I have a a loop is what they usually use to see these. Like a jewelry loop? Yeah. Like a jewelry. It's going to look like a penis. (laughs) I already know this. All right. Because they look like penises. And apparently (laughs) a really all the time unintentionally draw penises by mistake. So I'm warning everyone now, it's gonna look like a penis. I'll tell you mental penises later. (laughs) Anyway, so I have all these pretty colors. Okay, so we're gonna get the jack colors. So this is like the, the, either you're part of the bud or you're part of, you have fan leaves and sugar leaves and buds. Fan leaves don't have trichomes on them. Sugar leaves do. And then the flower is where you have your main concentration. All right. It's like, oh, I can use a white marker. No, you can't. It's a white board. Uh, <laughs> so you leaf or your bud. And so the trichomes, and this is like, Usually, hugely magnified. All right. So it's really kind of not too, too penis-y. More mushroomy, I guess. Oh, well, mushrooms and penises. Okay. Let's not get there. So this is what it looks like. And um, a little more spermy than penis-y. Fair enough. <laughs> In this iteration. I was, I was, I was trying, because I was like, it's not the, I was kind of visualizing it with a thicker stem. But then I realized that, no, it's a, it's really quite thin and then has a larger head, which, you know, anyway. Moving on. Moving on. So this is the gland on the plant that, um, so this red marker is, and this is why I put out here that I haven't actually looked at a photo of this. So do not come for me if you know the actual science on this. Like, and if you can explain it to me, I would love to talk to you. So please, please, uh, blue marker are, is your cannabinoids and your red marker is your terpene. So they just like it make they're made in the trichome. That's where they're chemically produced is in the trichome. Cannabinoids and terpenes are created in the trichome. Yes. I see. And so that's why leaving them on harvesting them later makes a difference on both of those things. Yes. 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 Ding, 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 ding. Got it. Winner, winner. You made the thing that was in my head come out of my head. You're good at that. Well, you did an excellent job guiding me through it with the whiteboard and the different colors and the, the sperm and the penises. It was perfect. <laughs> Sparkling wit we have over here. All right, so now that we've got that all sorted out. <laughs> yeah, I think as far as the biological components, I think we've kind of covered that, right? Like, I, I feel like 
we're good to move on to the rest of the information because like we understand they're produced by the plant basically. So, okay. So they're produced within the trichomes of the cannabis plant and then they're activated at certain temperatures, right? Right. Yes. So, and, and it's interesting because when I was doing the research yesterday on um, that one site, uh, the Hytiva, mm-hmm. they have specific boiling points basically like don't you don't want to take it past this temperature because it will it basically makes it it transforms the you know the molecule into something else like olive oil right and like thermal decomposition everything's connected it's all connected so Uh, how okay so we'll talk about cannabinoids another time but terpenes interact with your system how i um (laughs) From what I can tell, it's actually not that well understood. Okay. Uh, now, again, I, the, as I said, I was reading a very, very technical article <laughs> that like, I was like, these words, they put these words together, but putting them together makes no sense to me. So I, I may not have the understanding to understand how, but I, uh, from what I was reading, I, and from everything else that I looked at, I don't think they're very well understood. So I don't think they really know, like, exactly how it reacts with your system so that's like part of the mystery is like that they, they aren't really sure and and that's why they're not really sure if the terpenes really do have an effect like these are you know most of these studies because lots have not been studied that much there aren't study after study after study after study that can back up this information or uncover new information right it's limited maybe there's under a handful of of studies that have been done in the last four years or something. Even then. Yeah. Even then. Like, like even before that, because they, they discovered the cannabinoids and that was all discovered like in the sixties. I mean, they knew about terpenes and since basically terpenes just exist in plants and some insects and some insects. Yeah. So every single plant has terpenes. I'm understanding that correctly. I feel like how I have to modify everything so that people know I may not know what I'm talking about. I mean, again, we're learning all of this as we go. <laughs> please, please inform us if you know more. Or send us sources so that we can yeah. read. We like to, we can do that. We can read. I don't we can do that. love it, but I can do that. <laughs> Okay, so should we move on to types? Yes. So what 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 do you know about types? Okay, so up top, one of the things I found that was really interesting, again, is that these play a really key role in differentiating aspects of various strains of cannabis. And so some promote everything from relaxation and stress relief to the other end of the spectrum, which is focus and acuity. And what's super interesting about this, I think, is before we typically limited that perspective of relaxation to focus between sativa and indica. And I think what we're learning is that while that's still very true, there are still other aspects of the terpenes that play a role in in influencing that either stress relief or that um, acuity and sort of focus, which I thought was super interesting. It is super interesting. I was listening, but now I forgot what you said. 
basically just that that terpenes can have an influence that takes it beyond sativa and indica as the only differentiators between pain management, stress relief, slash like focus, acuity, creativity sort of thing. Oh, yes. Great point. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're basically discovering that it, it, that it's a pretty big part of it that we just don't fully understand yet. Right. Like, so there are hundreds of types of terpenes. We're only going to focus on a few. Right. So I wanted to talk through the, the top five and then just briefly touch on the less common three. Like Gretchen said, there's over a hundred. So we're just going to briefly go through eight. Top five, we'll do a little bit more in depth and then just quick highlights on the other three. So the first one that we're going to talk about is Myrcene, and that is spelled M-Y-R-C-E-N-E. And this one is the most common in commercial cannabis and is known to have calming and sedating effect. And so this has aromas of cardamom, cloves. It's musky, earthy, and herbal. It has therapeutic effects that include antioxidants, treatment of insomnia, pain, and inflammation. I think those are typical traits of myrcene in any plant that they're found in. I believe so. Yes. I, yeah. I, so this is something interesting that I found reading one of the places was that if apparently if you eat mango, because it's actually found in mangoes as well. Did you see that? The like if yeah. you mango of course, they're like 45 minutes before smoking. I was like, well, why don't you just eat the mango and then start smoking? Because you'd probably still be smoking 45 minutes later. Uh, yeah, I was like, who takes a 45 minute break? <laughs> well, and I was like, huh, it's interesting because I was like, I don't know that I would have ever noticed that that was like a characteristic of mango. But I guess the next time I get a mango, I'm going to have to do a little bit more in-depth uh, smelling to it. Right. Oh, wait. So it said that to amplify the effects of cannabis to eat mango 45 minutes before you smoke, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is wild. I'm like, damn, do I have any mango here right now? <laughs> I know. I almost, well, I wanted to get some the other day just because I love mango. It's a little out of season now though, isn't it? I don't know. It's, it's probably. Anyway, uh, try it out. Let us know if you eat mango and then smoke at any point after and notice something different please let us know. I got some dried mango. I should have had some. I just thought about it for smelling purposes, but I should have eaten it before we started. <laughs> yeah, you kind of missed the boat on that one, Becca. Come on. I just forgot I had it till this moment. Oh, anyway. All right. So the next most common one is caryophylline. Not pr- that's not how I would have pronounced it. It's spelled C-A-R-Y-O-P-H-Y-L-L-E-N-E. And this one is known to act as a cannabinoid because it can activate our endocannabinoid system and provide anti-inflammatory effects. And that's probably probably something that we'll go into on the next one when we do a deeper dive into cannabinoids. But this one has aromas that are spicy, peppery, woody, or cloves, and um, cinnamon. And then it also is known to help with ulcers, which is interesting. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I looked up most of these, their temperature, but I guess I didn't get that one. The temperature that it burns off at. This says it vaporizes at 266 degrees Fahrenheit, which is one of the lower ones. So that's like why with 
when you're decarboxylating as well, you really want to a feel the pot while you're doing it. And I really should do some decarboxylating in my that thing that I have. The dehydrator? No. Sous vide. The sous vide. Oh. Because you can do really precise temperatures. I need to do that. I've been wanting to do it, but I haven't done it yet. So will you do a video of you making the weed butter with the chem dog? Yes. Yeah. So I had actually been kind of waiting to kind of get further in, but, uh, cause I was thinking we would do it for an episode. Like we could do it together, mm. but yeah, I could kind of do that now. We don't have to do it now. Okay. Yeah, I'm worried we're going to have to have a terpenes part three, but <laughs> there's so much information to cover. It's so interesting. It was so nice to be researching something that I was actually interested in instead of having to like, just learn it for like my job. You know, I was like, oh my God, I need to put together notes that I really want to talk about. And what do I want to say? And it was really fun. Oh, that is nice. Yes. I I know. It's like, because yeah, I was feeling very frustrated on Thursday because I started doing a little research and I was starting with the the edibles a couple of the edibles books I have mm-hmm. um, what they said and it was all so surface level that I was like because they're like they exist and here's what they are and it was like okay but now I want to know I need I, I need a little more detail <laughs> yeah I'm already definitely this and what they are um even though that's exactly what we're doing right now just so that I can cement that information in so well, all of what you said was pretty new to me. So that was really cool too. I think it's kind of fun to do this like back and forth research because I'm learning something when you're talking and then like you get to like add in when I'm talking and it's really cool. I did learn something today, but I don't remember what it was <laughs> you said, but you, you teach me things all the time. So <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, I, oh, I do have to do a correction. Because on the Duchess potatoes, I said that potatoes are in the opiate family. They're not in the opiate family. They just have a similar effect on the body. Ah, okay. So I do want to make a correction about that. I think an animal slipped on my face last night or something. I've been pulling all this hair out of my eyes today. Ugh. Does it, do, does it make your allergies bad? I'm not allergic to animals. But it doesn't at all, even in your eyes? Mm-mm. Wow. That's... But like... But it's like having an eyelash in there, except they're small. It actually doesn't hurt as much as an eyelash, especially as a rabbit hair. It's very fine. Fascinating. You're like, it's like a superpower. <laughs> My non-allergy animals. Uh. <laughs> okay, so we talked about, I skipped pining. Well, I mean, we'd only gotten through myrcene and periethylene, so we haven't really skipped anything yet. We've only... <laughs> I skipped according to my note, but it's fine. Uh, So you had mercy in first, then alpha pinene or pinene. Sorry. Totally. So it's only because, so myrcene, because it's the most common type in modern commercial cannabis and then pinene next, because it's the most common type in the natural world. Oh, okay. So my guess is maybe help, help me understand this. Maybe pinene is more common in like homegrown cannabis than maybe some that's produced more like medicinally focused? I mean, yes, but I think when they're talking about the plant world, I think they're talking like in general. Just across the globe. (laughs) Everything. So like, you know, so it's in pine trees, it's in 
I mean, it's just, it's been so many things. Um, right. So. so it is used for, <clears throat> excuse me, pain, inflammation, anxiety, cancer, sometimes the treatment of asthma, which is pretty cool. And it um, has potential effects of alertness, memory retention, and sometimes counteracts, counteracts some THC effect. It's also found in pine needles, rosemary, basil, parsley, and dill. Oh yeah. That's so cool. It's so cool. So cool. I don't know that I have anything to add to that one. I don't, I didn't do as much research on that. Well, going with your list. Moving on. Okay. I got my list, right? All right. So next after caryophylline is limonene, which we've already mentioned. And again, this is that citrus one. And so I think it's pretty prevalent in a lot of strains because I don't have a great palate, but citrus is one of the things I can recognize. And so it feels like it is in everything, but it's really known to help with anxiety and stress relief. It helps elevate your mood. It can help with depression, inflammation, pain, and it's also found in fruit rind, rosemary, again, rosemary, juniper, and peppermint. This one has a little uh, more of a median boiling point where it'll burn off or you know whatever happens with that (laughs) sorry i was like what is happening oh my what is happening sorry ginger decided to join us she loves the camera she really does so the boiling point on this one is 348 degrees fahrenheit it's a little bit more tolerant of higher peaks so depending on what you're looking for too like this is where getting like your vaporizers and things to smoke your weed helps like probably preserve some of those things. So like the one, like you can get real temperature specific. uh, Yeah, you can. I know PAXs have different settings for different that are different temperatures. And that makes sense because you can get really precise with hitting that temperature. That's going to give you the desired effect. Are you watching this tail? (laughs) Ginger's tail is going crazy everybody yes i was like i've never even seen her tail do like that thing before and i was just like what is happening right now she uh, has this really pretty spot like uh swirl tail of like white and orange it's like a ice cream cone swirl and it's just all over gretchen's face shoulders it is really dancing up a storm ginger loves me she loves all She's yeah. so happy. <laughs> You're a ham, right? You're a ham. <laughs> I guess I do swear at my animals. I gotta, I gotta learn to knock that off. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> um, Anything else about lemonine? Well, so I just that it's. I was surprised because I would have thought it was one of the more prevalent terpenes that is part of jelly bean, which is you know my favorite, and no. It's not even one of the primary terpenes just because it smells so intense. Like that's sort of a citrusy smell, or I just haven't come across the, the terpene that's um, that responsible for passion flower scent. So, right. I haven't seen that either. Although, okay. So the very last, no, no. One of the last ones that we'll get to is in orchids and mangoes and kumquats. And I wonder if that might be kind of close to the passion fruit i guess maybe the mango thing makes yeah like that tropical fruit type flavor just to me it's very passion fruity right okay so the last one of the most common then is the 
terpenoline. And this is in about one in 10 strains where this is the dominant one. And it's believed to have uplifting effects. It's also an antibacterial and antifungal and antioxidant. It's got aromas of pine, floral, and herbal. And I think this is one that's often used in perfumes. And it's got scents, or it's also found in nutmeg, tea trees, conifers, apples, cumin, and lilac. Well, that would make sense because isn't a tea tree is sort of a natural antibiotic of sorts. Yeah, and antibacterial, it's good for your skin and scalp if you have like a pH imbalance. All right. So I think you covered what I had found about that one. So I don't I don't really have anything to add on that one. It did I don't think that one had a boiling point that I had seen. Did you find one? It, uh, this one from Leafly said it vaporizes at 366 degrees Fahrenheit, which is pretty close to limonene. So then I'll just quickly go through the last three that are less common, but more common of the less common. And that hyomyeline, osamine, and linalool. And yeah. these provide aromas of hops, earthiness, woodiness, floral, or sweet across all spectrums. There's not a lot of new therapeutic value that we haven't covered. It's pretty consistent across the base in terms of anti-inflammatory, anti-fungal, helps with depression, insomnia. Although one thing here that's interesting is on the osamine, it is a decongestant. I think that's the first time I've seen that. I don't think I'd seen that one. So did you say humulene or did you? Yeah. Well, it it's the way that they had it. Okay. So it's spelled H-U-M-U-L-E-N-E. And the pronunciation that they had was H-Y-O-O-M-Y-U-L-E-E-N. So I thought that was hyomyulene. Yeah, that is definitely how I would, I would read that. So I guess I I don't know if please let me know please let us know because this is just I've never heard it out loud so this is us just trying to figure it out from website did you know that the the how did you pronounce it hi hi you my you lean hi you my you lean I like that um, <laughs> apparently is actually a works as an insect propellant insects don't like it so fascinating I wish that would have kept the caterpillars from eating my outdoor plants this year. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Not strong. <sighs> That's funny. I'm glad I hit the mark on that one. <laughs> So I think that's it in terms of types of terpenes and a little bit more about some of their effects and commonalities. I Yeah, well, I was like, I have some other random things that I thought were really interesting. Okay, so I was correct. I did find something in this National Institute of Health article <laughs> where I was reading that was very, very technical. Explains why. It's actually common... Is the second most widely distributed terpenoid in nature. Limonene? Yeah, pot plants go. Obviously, it's a lower. But as far as being widespread, apparently, limonene is the second highest. Got it. I didn't. I well, that makes sense. Pay attention to which was the highest. but Maybe it exists <laughs> in pot plants. I don't know. Well, now we can piece it all together. So most common in commercial cannabis is 
myrcene, most common in natural world is pinene. Second most common in natural world is limonene. Limonene. There you go. Okay. I suppose we get on to our scent experimentation here. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm going to start with the chem dog. Okay. Very pungent, actually. Oh, really good. You might have done a little bit better. I definitely can see this. Okay. I was going to say beta carophylline has got to be the number one in this. And it is because it definitely smells like, like even after I open the jar and put it into my wine glass, like a very oregano-y smell and like spicy. So that's that beta, beta carophylline. Carryophylline. I'm not sure I'm 100% sold on this, but maybe you have to put more pot in here than like what I've put in here. I just don't want to descent all my chem dog. I need it. I need it for later. Really? Yeah. All right. So you're gonna smell your. First- mm-hmm. I'm starting with gelato, okay. which is also carryophylline dominant, and then limonene, myrcene, and linalool. So I've got some rosemary. I've got some clove, and I've got dried mango. What does yours smell like? Okay, so my gelato, it smells herby. Like, like um, I get a little rosemary. I get some, I get some citrus. I don't know if it's lemon. Well, I think lemonine can kind of covers a wide, you know, if it's citrusy at all. I'm going to say that it's probably got at least some of that citrus, you know. Yeah, I've got a cut. I've got a lemon that's been juiced. I've got some orange peel. I'm going to try the clove. Ooh. <laughs> no, I don't get clove in there. No, no. Cinnamon? Do you get any cinnamon? <laughs> well, I get, we don't have. We have different things. Yeah, but but no, our our actually both of ours have the same top three. So mm. no, mine's really more like herb, herbal spicy. So like in that neighborhood of oregano. You know. Got it. Like a muskier spice. Yeah, and then I think I might be smelling smelling the lanolul, which is what. A woody accent. Yeah, I bet. I bet that's part of it. If it's got a woody accent to it. It's also in over 200 flowers and spices. Lavender. I get a little lavender. My lavenders. I bet. Just apparently the lavender I had on, where I picked it on that side of the yard is not very uh, lavender-y. <laughs> <laughs> I like lavender at all. It's got a real musty thing to it. Is that the, that's the pyumaline, right? Um, it, yeah. It could also be the um, the linalool since it's in so many things. This is rosewood, which might be kind of musky. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what. That I is. don't know. I don't really know either. Moving okay. on. Second glass of pot. <laughs> Second glass. Ooh. Okay. What are you doing next? So I've got a uh, blueberry. Nice. So blueberry uh, is a caryophylline is the top one. Okay. Myrcene is the second one and then pinene is the third one okay so i'll do little sebastian next because it has those same ones it doesn't have caryophylline the top one is lemonine but it has myrcene linalool and then alpha pinene okay yeah because little linalool is up there too there's 0.26 percent it's up there it's not even a percent I don't understand how those percentages work, though. So no, no, that's not something we can ever get into, I think. At least not yet. I haven't. Yeah, I don't know what that's comparing. Like, is that percentage of terpenes? Right. Total percent of terpenes to the total. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, Ginger, I think you ruined my pants. Oh, <laughs> Ginger. Fucking toenails. Speaking of math, though, real quick, not to get too off topic, but I ever did I ever tell you about how when I was at working at Williams Sonoma as an inventory manager, every Monday we would have these meetings with the president of the company to review the last week's business, and they would be at like eight thirty in the morning, and so Monday morning was always like the most stressful time and I hate math I'm oh I've always been so intimidated by math and I used to have to like present all these like numbers and percentages to the president and they he'd be like well how did it compare to last year and how does it compare to the last month and what's the margin on the blah 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 and every time I'd be like oh my god oh my god oh I hate this oh my god I hate this so I don't ever want to do math again. <laughs> so no teaching math for you. <laughs> I don't know. You did a pretty good job today with the trichomes. So who knows? Well, as you say, that's biology. That's not math. So Yeah, it's totally different. It's different. All right. So what are you smelling in your blueberry? Well, I definitely think I get the, the pining. Maybe it's Ugh, and I hate this because I actually do not know how to pronounce it. Ylang Ylang? Is that how you pronounce that? Lang Lang? Yeah. Is that it? Lang-lang? I think it's I think it's Lang Lang. Okay. Don't you don't pronounce the front Y? I think so. Again, correct us. That's an that's a very distinct aroma. Yeah. But this is fresher. Um, since this is just this year's harvest, so it's a little bit different. I think it I get her black pepper than oregano spice for the caryophylline. Interesting. I get some pine or at least something woodsy, something almost grassy. Okay. I could see that. Like, I think there's a similar thing going on in my blueberry. Okay. It says it is sometimes in rosemary. Maybe I'll smell some rosemary. Oh, actually, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Pin down on that. It definitely has something to it that I just can't quite put my finger on. Yeah. Hmm. Now here comes the true experiment because I'm going to put some jelly bean in a glass and we're going to see. Oh no, wait. I brought pineapple haze instead. Shit. Oh no. Do you want to go get jelly bean? I guess I will. Okay. If I didn't look this one up, although I still put this in a glass, I'm still going to smell it. But oh yeah. Sure. Up later. I thought I brought it out there, but I must have gone back to the bedroom and gotten distracted by something. <laughs> oh, bugger. It's dark in here. Hi, kitties. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Was that pineapple haze? Uh-oh. I can't find my weed. <laughs> oh, no. The case of the missing weed jar. Seriously, what did I do with that? Here you go. I may not bother with putting this in the wine glass. It's just in a little tiny jar. Of course, this stuff is old. <laughs> this is from 2018. This is some old weed. How long can you usually keep it for? Still gets me high, so... I don't think like I feel like most people are like maybe maybe a year but like even that's like pushing it because I think most of the time they're kind of like fresher is better sure but when you grow your own it's a little different and I didn't get any last year really so what are you smelling in jelly bean and again jelly bean is one of our favorites it's the first it's the one that I used the first time I got high really high yeah so I think I'm smelling like it definitely has a bit, almost a basil-y thing. Sometimes I can smell the lemonine more, but this batch doesn't seem to be quite as. And like that smell usually comes out more after you bake it. Then yeah, maybe maybe I can smell some of the 
the humulene maybe yeah i guess if i'm getting a bit of a basally thing mm. and i could definitely see a bit of a clove type thing the last one i'm doing is black cherry punch and it's most Dominant terpenes are caryophylline, myrcene, and limonene. I get, it smells like cherry pie. It, uh, it really does? Yeah. I think this might be jelly bean. I think I took the pineapple out of this jar. Because the newer, this other stuff smells more like jelly bean. I think this is. So when you were talking about pineapple haze, it was jelly bean. I believe so, yeah. So I had a really small harvest of pineapple haze. Uh-huh. And so I think I transferred it out of that jar into a smaller jar at some point. Well, that would make sense. You got a lot of... I have a lot of jelly beans, so... Well, that too, yeah. But I was going to say, didn't you get a lot of the limonene flavors? Yeah. With pineapple haze? So that makes a ton of sense. But with what the... Yeah. At the time, what we thought was pineapple haze? Well, I don't even know that I smelled it. (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. I just looked at the side of the jar and went, oh, I brought pineapple haze out here. And I was like, probably relabeled the jar, though, before I put it. <laughs> Yeah, before we forget. Awesome. Yeah, there you go. So this is something fun you can do at home. You can do it with on your own with citruses and herbs and plants. And you can do it with cannabis and compare the two or just try to do a deeper investigation of the smells as you're enjoying your cannabis in flower form it's all an exploration so i have a final thought on my hot toddy here oh yes please i put one of the uh, the suggested garnishes was a cinnamon stick i put it i put one in there it's really good so Mm. i'm sold on hot toddies now i guess they're the best and you often have the ingredients it's whiskey lemon honey hot water cinnamon stick like actually the recipe only said brown liquor so really (laughs) just basically brown liquor with hot water lemon and honey and a cinnamon stick there you go (laughs) so that was our return to terpenes return of the terpenes return of the terpenes i'm always gonna say it like that (laughs) it's important to say it like that we hope you enjoyed this investigation with us we obviously are both excited to learn more and i think as we said we'll probably do a deeper dive into cannabinoids next time but i'm sure we will come back to terpenes in some way or another at least once it's i mean at, well so let, let's discuss something that we looked at on wednesday that i thought was funny we'll just bring this up real quick before we go where they now uh, i think especially in the cbd arena they're labeling things as like whole plant or what was the other one? There's some other terminology they were using that I was like, so this term has no meaning really. Cause it was like, they use the whole plant. It's like, oh, okay. Like feels like that's how you should be doing it. I don't understand how you would not use the whole plant, but apparently this is a new thing. And then there was some other thing that they, some other term that I was like, oh, this is just like reserve has, like literal no legal meaning it just is something that people say and thinks it sounds good so i think that's a good point because it there's so much there are so many different types of industry that are happening now around cannabis and so it's hard to distinguish what's like a buzzword from what's already been happening i imagine 
most of the people who've been farming cannabis to this point have been using the whole plant. So it seems like to your point, a little bit kind of like an arbitrary word thrown on to just make it seem more special. But at the same time, maybe this is speaking to a better understanding of and an appreciation of the collective cohesiveness of the plant and a better understanding of approaching it as a whole instead of trying to break it down to just what THC is it, what strain is it, and and that sort of terminology that we've been used to for the most part. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't really think of anything to add to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll be interested to see how these things all end up working together. I just Oh, no, I'm going to go down a way hole here where I'm going to start talking about how cool science is and that, like, it gives me hope that someday they'll know how to fix rheumatoid arthritis and da 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 But there's my abbreviated speech. There you go. It is exciting, though. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I I will be interested to see if if there's a time where we can put a more fine, you know, fine point on the interaction of things, although... I like how you were talking earlier about when you were putting your bowl together that you put two different weeds together and you said it's a hybrid. It's really like a blend. So like mm. Mm. kind of like the um, those dosis things where like basically they kind of are probably blending some things together to achieve a certain effect. I don't know if that's how they do it or if they, anyway. We have so much to learn. <laughs> how do big pens work? Uh, oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah so much (laughs) so many things to learn can i leave you with this funny joke kind of thing sure okay so this is from the instagram account weed humor and it's like a fill in the blank and the they start the sentence out with after i got high so this is the person's story of after they got high After I got high, I was walking down the street and heard footsteps behind me. Being paranoid, I didn't turn around and just walked faster. The footsteps behind me began to get faster, so I panicked and took off running. I turn around, and it's my dog. I forgot I was taking her for a walk, and I was even holding the leash the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) funny like looking for your phone and you're holding it you know like right (laughs) i think i've ever gotten high enough to forget about my pets but no no you would never i just could appreciate that the paranoia the oh yeah yeah (laughs) i mean like yeah i can't relate to that exact scenario but i definitely can relate to the concept as a stoner (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway. So we'll probably share some photos from our taste smell experiences today. And as always, we've got lots of fun stuff on highgluttony.com, Instagram, YouTube. Is that? I think that's it. I guess that's it. The website. Yeah. Uh, website, highgluttony.com. You can find things there. There will be links from our research. Mm-hmm. 
but play around with it on your own let us know what terpenes you're coming across in other things and what you're discovering in your own cannabis strains and teach us if you know more please or send us things to read us yeah that too that too. yeah you don't have to teach us yeah um, but we hope you learned something and we hope you enjoyed hearing us just kind of ramble on about terpenes <laughs> our second can of quest yay yay thanks for joining us thanks for joining us we'll be back to episodes next and then soon enough we'll be on another can of quest bye. bye everybody bye